The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my so God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We are presented by BetMGM. Your host today, Brendan Glasheen, joined by Anthony DeBundo. And today we have Tanner McGrath joining the show. Tanner, thanks for stopping by. Great to have you. Uh, you can find Tanner in the app. He's been posting great coverage of the baseball season over on Action Network, actionnetwork.com. So uh, good to have Tanner here. And there's a specific game that I'm sure Tanner will discuss. Uh, it's a good matchup tonight in Major League Baseball. It's just It makes too much sense that Tanner's here uh, for this Friday episode. But we'll get to that. Uh, we are here Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays during the baseball season. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Payoff Pitch if you have not done so already. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, I'll go to DeBundo first for a best bet. And it does feature the Chicago Cubs, who are at Wrigley Field. This afternoon, 2.20, is it a Cubs system day debundo? No. Boo. Okay, well. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, Wind blowing in today at Wrigley, uh, nine miles an hour. It will shift a little bit as the game continues as we get closer to, uh, you know, two, three o'clock local time, so sixth inning or so. Uh, But pretty solid wind blowing in uh, will shift a little bit maybe and more cross-windy in the second half of the game. But enough for me that this total has moved up, and I disagree with the move. Uh, it is nine right now. You can find nine minus one twenty out there. Eight and a half even money is fine. Cole Reagans has had a little bit of a resurgence, a little bit of a of a breakout here this season for Kansas City, and and the Royals have really struggled with their pitching development for a, a pretty long time now. But he's been a real good find for them. Somebody they traded for in the Chapman trade. They have added some fastball velocity. His stuff has jumped. Uh, and he's gotten a lot more whiffs, and, and you know the XERA down at 3.6 is actually really encouraging for Reagan's uh, against you know a Cubs lineup that I particularly do like generally, uh, and had one that has you know hit as well as anybody in the entire league since the All Star break. But uh, I do like this matchup for Reagan's and uh, Jamison Tyone. As bad as he's been at times this season, the uh, issues he's had against lefties are well documented. He has tweaked his pitch mix 
a little bit here and, and gotten some better results against left-handed bats. And I think that's really led to uh, an improvement of sorts for Tyone in the second, uh, I don't want to say second half, but the last third, we'll say, of the season after he had a really rough stretch uh, through the summer, early summer months. So uh, I do like both starting pitchers here, uh, and I do love the weather, and, and it's a Cubs system. Unfortunately, no Cubs point five. Uh, I was hoping we'd get one, you know, one of the worst teams in baseball, but we do have two opportunities left uh, for the Cubs point five this season. We've got a, a couple more coming up in a couple weeks. So we'll have to, uh, you know, be patient and wait for our moment. But otherwise, I do like the under nine in this game today. And eight and a half is available at BetMGM at even money, plus 100. Um, Cubs 1.5 is plus 110. Jameson Tyon has not made one of these Friday afternoon Wrigley starts. He's only made two Friday starts this year, and they've both been on the road at San Diego and at the Yankees. Jay, I feel like his name comes up all the time when you do the Cubs system play, but I guess not. He has not pitched a Friday home game. In this yeah, time slot. There's been a couple steals. Uh, the, the two Cubs point fives were, were steal, which is always nice. Um, and then right. a couple weeks ago when it was not a Cubs point five, uh, it was, I think it might've been Hendricks and he got hit pretty hard. DeBundo's transparent. He is not on the Cubs system today. So take that for what it's worth. Tanner, best bet for Friday. It's featuring uh a pitcher that was two pitchers that were pretty magical last year and one that is near and dear to your heart. Yeah. Three best words in sports. Um, Sandy Alcantara day back in full force. I was going through a gambling sump in the early season, but I was just doing it in solidarity with my favorite pitcher, my favorite player, but he (laughs) is back in the second half, like a Phoenix rising from the ashes, 2.3 ERA over his past seven starts, 46 strikeouts to seven walks during the stretch. Um, 119 stuff plus over the past month. That's ninth in MLB DeBundo, sandwiched between Garrett Cole and Spencer Strider. Pumping in fastballs and sinkers, 99 regularly. His changeup is dialed in. But more importantly, uh, he's gotten back to his ground ball ways. Um, forced double digit ground balls, all seven starts in this past stretch. 59% ground ball rate during the stretch, 85 grind balls to only 38 fly balls. And that's really the key with Sandy, right? If he forces ground balls, early in counts, early in games. He can rip through innings, you know, get those seven pitch innings, pitch deep into games like the workhorse he is. And when he combines that with his legit, like superstar level stuff, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Uh, against the Yankees last time out, he picked up 14 ground balls and then went into the ninth and on his 110th pitch, struck out Stan with a 99 mile an hour sinker. That's the guy I know and love. He's back in his rightful place among the best pitchers in baseball. And he's taking on the Dodgers today, and I'm going to keep trying to fade Tody Gonsolin. Uh, 5.3 expected ERA. uh, Has been hit with some regression recently, finally. 6.2 ERA over his past 10 starts. Has allowed at least four earned runs in seven of those 10 starts. A couple of blowups against, like, the Padres, Giants, Blue Jays. It's always tough to fade the Dodgers, especially at home. They'll have the lineup and bullpen advantages, but I'm just all in on Sandy right now. I'm all against Gonsolin. Uh, the Dodgers also, they used Evan Phillips and Caleb Ferguson last night while the Fish had an off day, so that's something to think about. I'm on the Marlins money line, plus 120, and I will also be on the first five. I'm going to look for uh, plus money there, and uh, go Sandy. Dodgers have won 11 straight, 11 straight wins for the Dodgers. They are separating. They're starting to, we, t- we talked about this Tuesday, Debundo. They have, now I know they only scored one run last night, but they have turned a corner where, and Zarilla brought this up, it turns into an avalanche in the middle of these games. They're they either go down one nothing, or they're clinging to a one-run lead, and they're just starting to explode. Are you starting to come around here on the Dodgers being back to being the Dodgers? 
Yeah, I mean, there were never really questions about their offense. It's been the pitching, I think, that's really kind right. of turned the corner, right? So at one point in the season, the Dodgers had a bottom 10 bullpen. No reasonable person should have expected that to continue. Um, but even still, actually, I think Miami has the bullpen edge here. Tanner just mentioned it. Phillips did get used last night. Ferguson got used last night. So if Phillips were to go again, he's their best reliever. He'd be on a back-to-back, uh, which does inflate the projection on him a little bit. And overall for the season, I mean, Miami's bullpen is really, really good. And they can throw a lot of lefties out there, which is the Dodgers' worst split. So I think that there is some value on the Marlins, and I agree with him in that one. I bet the Marlins as well. Uh, Sandy, you know, I think Zarillo and I all came, you know, we generally, maybe not Tanner because he's a little bit of a fanboy, but we came into the season a little bit down on Sandy, but there was a clear point in the middle of the season where like the market had corrected on him and, you know, he wasn't going to be a four plus ERA pitcher the rest of the season. That just was never really, uh, you know, with given the underlying stuff modeling that we looked at, we were like, there's not really all that much different here. Maybe the changeup's worse, but uh, he's getting a little bit fewer ground balls, but it's still a small sample of bad play where we've seen Sandy pitch at a dominant level for too long to just assume that he's just not the same guy anymore. Uh, and so, you know, I think Sandy's, fine and I think he'll be fine in this matchup but I think the Marlins do have the bullpen edge uh, and yeah Gonsolin you know he always overperforms his his X metrics but uh, the walk rate has jumped this year which I think has been a bigger issue for him and the first five money line price at BetMGM minus 105 it, but it seems Tanner that the line is moving towards the Marlins so uh, that might be a, a team if you want to bet the Marlins tonight go get them sooner rather than later yeah, I don't think there's a huge split with the like like I said with Miami being a top five seven bullpen and the Dodgers being right around league average. Like the yeah. the gap between the bullpens is not that big either. So I, I like the full game too. Yeah. Marlins yeah, scored runs. David too, Robertson is nice too, big time. And they had a, I thought they had a good series against Houston. Um, starters weren't great, but it's Sandy Day, so that should change the tune. I would think. Um, okay, very good. So Marlins for Tanner and Anthony's on Royals Cubs under nine or eight and a half uh, out there for best bets. Fading the public. Let's find out if we are doing so. 76% of the bets, 71% of the dollars on the Texas Rangers against the Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee, speaking of the Dodgers, Dodgers held the Brewers to just three runs in that series they just played. Uh, Corbin Burns was excellent last night, but of course it's not Corbin Burns today uh, for Milwaukee. But the people like Texas, uh, DeBondo, to bounce back after losing their series finale to the Angels. They had the off day yesterday. Brewers, of course, are playing again tonight. Uh, so are you with the people on Texas? They have a, do have a rest advantage. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Yeah, they do. Uh, I lean toward the Rangers here. Uh, I think that you know the way the, the ballpark plays does help Haney's home run suppression a little bit at home. Uh, that's been the biggest bugaboo for him in his career. The Brewers have been pretty feeble against left-handed pitching all season long. They're still a bottom five offense, even despite making some platoon adjustments, you know, getting Mark Canna in there. Andrew Monasterio has been hitting higher against lefties, but it hasn't really helped their their baseline projections and their overall numbers against lefties. Uh, but they do have decent patience numbers and decent power numbers as a lineup. So Milwaukee could, you know, hit a couple homers here with a guy's, guy or two on it and, and get an advantage here. But otherwise... As much as I love Brandon Woodruff, I, I don't think that the pitching matchup is big enough to overcome the, the stark difference in lineup quality. So I, I lean toward Texas here. Uh, Milwaukee, uh, you know, in a weird spot with the travel disadvantage too. Yep. So that, that, that is worth a few cents, but uh, I, I'm ultimately passing here. If Texas got to like even money, which I don't think they will, I would take them, but I, I have no, no play here. 
Same with Milwaukee. If it got to like plus 115, 120, I would take the Brewers, but uh, no interest. Brewers at even money right now, Tanner, at BetMGM plus 100, Rangers minus 120. You do have interest in Milwaukee today. Yeah, I'm actually going to disagree with Anthony here, which uh, never makes me uh, confident. But Woodruff, uh, 1.9 on ERA and 2.7 X ERA since returning. Small sample size stuff, but he looks really good. I mean, 25% strikeout minus walk rate. Fastball sitting pretty at 96, 97 sometimes. Looks great. Uh, He's forced at least seven whiffs on that pitch in all four starts. 123 stuff plus on that. Um, He's going up against Andrew Heaney. You know, he's fine replacement level sometimes, maybe a little bit better, 4.7 XERA. But I, this is where I disagree with Anthony the most. I actually think that their adjustments have worked for the Brewers. Um, They have seven righties in their lineup. And uh, over the past 30 days, they have a 111 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. That's 11th in baseball, uh, just an 85 WRC plus against the right side. So I think that, you know, Heaney puts them in their better splits. And I believe in that. And I'm always, I know they've been good recently, but I'm always kind of low on the Rangers bullpen. Uh, While Milwaukee always has Devin Williams back there. He didn't pitch yesterday. So yeah, I like the Brewers. I'm going to take them money line uh, plus 100, first five, minus 110. All right, very good. So the uh, there's some disagreement here. Tanner is against the people. DeBundo is going to pass on the people. Yeah, passing on the people. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I just think that when you look at Milwaukee, like a, a good amount of that is Babbitt driven. But yes, they will they will not remain a bottom five offense against lefties the rest of the season. Like again, like this is still a below average offense overall, but not a like a terrible one. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just a little bit skeptical that uh, they'll they'll project well here. Although, like I said, you know, the walk rate with Haney, Milwaukee is a very patient lineup. They will take their walks. Uh, and so that is the one avenue, I think, where Milwaukee has a pretty solid advantage. Okay, underdogs for this Friday slate. Everyone's in action. Debundo, what underdog jumps out to you today? Where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Where's my dog? I get to bet against the Padres again, my favorite pastime. Um, yep, that's uh, just when you think they turn a corner. Ton of runs last night. Yeah, they lost again. They hit Allen decently hard, but again, you know, no run production. This matchup is a repeat of the one on Sunday. Brandon Fott against Seth Lugo. They pitched against one another on Sunday in Arizona. In Arizona, Arizona closed about plus 110, 105 in that game. You flip the home field. The the spread has not been flipped far enough. uh, The money line, I should say. Uh, and so I'm going to rebet the Arizona Diamondbacks and Brandon Fott, who gave up three early runs in that game. He got hit hard in the first inning, but really settled in, uh, generated eight strikeouts in just under six innings. Uh, the Diamondbacks pulled him at the right time when he was clearly out of gas, which is encouraging to me because there have been other times where he's been pushed a little far when he clearly didn't have it anymore. Uh, and again, you know, Arizona uh, against Lugo, somebody they just saw and hit decently well in their last outing. They, uh, didn't get many hits with runners in scoring position, but consistently threatened on the bases. And again, I continue to say this, and I think I said this on the last episode, San Diego uh, not using Josh Hader like ever it has hurt their their bullpen. And and they are um, not very good in middle relief behind Lugo. Lugo has not been going that deep in the game, so the sixth, seventh inning could be rough here for San Diego. Uh, and that's where I think Arizona has an advantage. So give me the D-backs plus 150 on the road uh, at the Padres. All right, and you you've brought you brought up Hader the other day. You think that he has been underutilized in the back end of that bullpen? Yeah, I mean he's got a sub one ERA, but they don't use him in the highest leverage spot. They only use him in the ninth. And look, if he wants to close and only close, fine, but it's cost them wins. And they are now uh, going to have to go probably twenty five and fifteen in their last forty 
to have any chance. And even that would only put them at 83 and 79, which I don't think is going to be enough. Uh, it would be close. But if they go 26, 27, and 13, then they'd have a chop. But they have to play like 110-win ball the rest of the season. And the good news, your eyes will light up in that case because you're probably going to get some decent edges on money line prices for the teams they play. Oh, yeah. If they're going to keep keep getting this, at what point, probably once they're eliminated, which it could be sooner rather than later if they keep losing, then maybe the money lines will make a little bit more sense, right? You you follow what I'm saying? If they're eliminated second week of September, maybe they shut some guys down and then the prices come down where you're not getting an edge on, on the opponent, that is. Yeah, September's always tricky because uh, you'll get teams that really don't care anymore and you'll get the must-win tax on a lot of these teams that are playing for playoff positioning. Right. I'm going to pull up the Padres' schedule as we're having this conversation, like who they play in September. They do have... uh, I'll be honest, I'm getting kind of sick of talking about this team. Like, I I get Houston, the Dodgers, Oakland, Colorado, St. Louis, San Francisco. So almost all of those teams, you know, more than half of those games are against teams in playoff position. So I don't think they're going to have a ton of, like team giving up games against them. But, you know, yeah. Oakland and Colorado, I probably won't be betting them against the Padres, but uh, we'll see what the numbers are. St. Louis. Would you bet St. Louis against them? Well, it, you know, it all depends. But depends uh, the St. Louis is underrated. Yeah. They still have a lot of talent on that roster. Okay. Tabundo, do you think Padres. that my um, Blake Sell Cy Young ticket is still live? Yeah. Well, Gallon. Yeah, live. I mean, he's in the top three, right? Yeah. Gallon got pretty lucky last night too. A lot of hard yeah. hit balls against Gallon last night, which so is annoying. keeping have, him in the discussion. I have a I have a ten to one on Strider. I got a forty to one on Snell, and Gallon just keeps staying. You, so I'm just, I bet. need one or two blow up starts, man. Come on, give them to me. You didn't bet Gallon, I'm assuming. No, no, that's annoying. Because yeah, he was. You just look at his line; he was fine, but the ball was—they were hitting the ball hard. So they give the Padres some credit. They're hitting I always the ball they hard. hit the ball hard. They'll have that. They'll put up the banner in center field. It'll say, "We hit the ball hard." <laughs> Zach Gallon on August seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. I'm sorry. I just I Preller. This whole situation. I tweeted this on the trade deadline. He's the guy at the blackjack table who just yells, "I'm due!" after he loses every hand and then keeps doubling down every time. I mean, the fact that they bought at the deadline was absolutely asinine given their farm situation and who they bought. And it was ridiculous. And they're going to lose Hader and Snell this offseason. And then, you know, they'll run it back. They'll probably be good next year. But Tatis and Machado are not hitting either. So, Tanner, favorite underdog for Friday, please. Yeah, um, I actually, I like the Royals a lot. Um, I know that DeMundo is on the under. Um, I'm happy to hear that he has uh, converted to the Church of Cole Reagans. I thought this was a great move for the Royals, um, swapping Chapman for uh, Reagans and another prospect. I forget him right now. Uh, Reagans, former first-round pick, who's been sidelined due to two Tommy John surgeries, but we can just kind of consider him a post-hype buy guy. Um, I've heard comparisons to Cole Hamels, Anthony. Um, Don't know if you uh, agree with that one. Guy pumps gas. I mean, he could top out at 98 on his fastball. And it's one of the highest spinning fastballs in the league, too, like 90th percentile, 110 stuff plus on that pitch. Change up, 18.5% swinging strike weight. Um, I watched him shut down the Red Sox at Fenway a couple weeks ago. Through 25 change-ups, induced nine whiffs. Finished with 11 strikeouts in that game. Doesn't throw a slider a lot. I wish he did more because it's got absurd numbers and a small sample size, like 40% swinging strike rate and like 130 stuff plus. We'll see if that's even sustainable. But tends to keep his curveball down in the zone, which we love. So, He's coming off a tough start start against the Cardinals, but he still managed like 15 whiffs in that one, nine on the slider. Fastball velocity looks good. I am pretty high on this guy right now. I'm going to be backing him a lot. And while the Cubs are this like super dangerous 
lineup. Uh, I think you could fade them against lefties right now. Over the past month, they have a 140 WRC plus against righties, tops in baseball. 86 WRC plus against lefties, 20th. Um, going to have six righties in the lineups most nights. And I am still going to fade Jamison Tyon. I think he's the weak link of this Cubs team. XERA and ERA well north of five. Um, on pace to post the lowest strikeout minus walk rate of his career. Not managing contact, t- contact well, excuse me. His ground ball rate is down. And how about these Royals? They've been fun to watch lately. Every game for them mm-hmm. has kind of been like must-see. A bunch of high-scoring, intense games. Fourth best WRC plus against right-handed pitching over the past month. Bobby Witt has the most F4 of any player over the past month. He's tied with Matt Olson at 1.9. 185 WRC plus. He's slashing 358, 398, 651. He's only striking out 13% of the time during that stretch. He is on fire. Um, Cubs have the bullpen and defensive advantages, I would say, but I don't think it's enough to scare me off this juicy plus money line considering the starting pitching and offensive advantages. I'm taking the Royals money line plus 150, and I will also buy them on the first five at plus 130. I really like that uh, value there. So one more note, you know, the Cubs do load up a lot of righties and they can, they can put as many as seven in there, but being a change up heavy guy as Reagan's is kind of gives you a easy out pitch against those, all those righties. And it has uh, been decent for him. So uh, yeah, I, I, I generally agree with, I like the Reagan's matchup against the Cubs today. I just also like Tyone. So hopefully we get a three, two Royals win. Although I don't know, cause I need Cubs to keep winning for my division future. So uh, I will, I will be on, on, unbiased and I will root for both teams. Yeah. You know, and uh, I feel like lower scoring games usually help dogs kind of keep them in it longer. So I sure. think we're, I think we're somewhat aligned here. Yeah. Three, two Royals win. Okay, so we have a lot of faith in Cole Reagans today. And clearly, for Tanner, since he's been acquired by the Royals, Cole Reagans has made a great first impression. And first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, people will notice, especially as you get older. Yes, fellas, I'm talking to you. Lucky for you, it's not hard. You just don't have the right tools. Well, that's where Caldera Lab comes into play. Their products reduce the visibility of wrinkles, Find lines and signs of aging. Show your skin who's boss and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. This is the clean slate product uh, that I have been using to start and end my day. So it's perfect for a day like today. You want to bet on the Cubs-Royals game? Well, start your day with the clean slate. All it takes is uh, one pump, clean the old face up, dry it off with a, a towel, whatever, and then uh, watch the Royals game, and then it kind of sets you up for your afternoon into the evening, and you can use the clean slate again. Uh, this face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. So it will feel even better at night when the bet hits. The Royals, uh, underdog play, the under in this game today at Wrigley Field, you'll be feeling good with the clean slate. Clean slate. Skincare is important, but does not have to be difficult. One minute in the morning, one minute at night is all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. To get involved with Caldera Lab, you can use our promo code PITCH, P-I-T-C-H, at calderalab.com. You get 20% off right now. Again, the promo code is PITCH, P-I-T-C-H. Get 20% off at calderalab.com and make unforgettable first impressions and lead to the charming words, you look younger. Thanks to Caldera Lab for being with us at Action Network. 
Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Okay, a couple more bets to go before we wrap up our Friday episode. DeBundo, uh, you already talked about the Marlins. You both have angles on the Tigers. The Guardians and Tigers are playing a doubleheader today. They got rained out last night. Debundo, you like the Tigers in both games today. I do, yeah. And, you know, I, I think the Tigers are, are showing some real signs of life here. Uh, the starting pitching has been decent, but I, I more want to talk about the minor breakouts that you're seeing from Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green ah, in the middle of this lineup. Call What's that? Lab. Breakouts, you know? You got breakouts. We, normally with Caldera Lab, we hope to avoid those kind of breakouts, but <laughs> – we like when our hitters start to barrel the ball more and lift the ball in the case of Riley Green. So Torkelson, uh, you know, he's a very patient and power approach, uh, and he's been tapping a lot more into that power in the middle of that lineup. Of course, I mean, Kerry Carpenter is like my favorite player in baseball, uh, and, and he's, he's great. But the uh, Riley Green has really reduced his, his ground ball rate and been hitting for more power as a result of that. Uh, and so I think that, you know, the Tigers are starting to form what's a little bit of a sign of life with this young core. Uh, they, they obviously need more depth behind them, but uh, those guys, especially in the heart of the order, have been decent, uh, and they are a better lineup as far as I'm concerned than the one Cleveland continues to roll out every day. With If you look at just like six to nine, there is no power. Uh, there's not a lot of production coming from the back half of this Guardians lineup, and especially with Naylor being out now. like They have been uh, pretty subpar offensively. Scooble is the better pitcher compared to Gavin Williams. I like Gavin Williams long-term, but Scooble's clearly better right now, projects better, uh, gets the Guardians in their worst offensive split. And then, you know, the, the Guardians are going with a bullpen game in game two. Um, so you're going to get a, a decent dog price on Matt Manning, who has been a replacement-level starting pitcher. But again, given where I think these offenses are trending, I think that there's some value on Detroit in both games. I think they win at least one, maybe sweep. All right, excellent. And Tanner, you have similar thoughts. Uh, you like You have an angle on game one. Yeah, uh, I I will probably find myself on the Tigers in Game 2 also. I have not um, yet dug into that game, but I have bet Tigers Game 1, first five, and Moneyline. Um, I will echo some of the sentiments here of Anthony. Um, I Yeah, I like Gavin Williams a lot. Starting pitcher. He's got 
dirty fastball. Um, but this is a bet specifically on Tarek Skubal. Um, one of my be- favorite pitchers last season. He's even better this year. I mean, his fastball velocity is up two ticks, sitting in 96. Slider and changeup are both showing swinging strike rates north of 13%. Generating, He's just generating a lot of strikes. So his strikeout minus walk rate is up like 6%. He's had a few unlucky outings this year. Uh, Red Sox, Marlins, and Royals, he allowed 15 earned runs between those three starts. So his ERA is a tad high, like 4.1%. But the process is sound. The XERA is 2.7. Um, he shut out Rays, Giants, Blue Jays. And I expect just awesome results for him for the remainder of the year. I project him as a potential ace, and I expect him to dominate the Guardians today, who, as Anthony alluded to, second worst lineup against left-handed pitching in MLB by WRC+, and they are the worst by OPS, sitting with an abysmal 650. And, um, you know, the, yeah, the Tigers lineup, you're right, Anthony, it has shown some life. And I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I don't think it's come through in the numbers yet, but you watch them play and they look better at the plate. They hand it off down the lineup more. They string together better hits. And the guys in the middle of the lineup are pulling the ball more, hitting in the air. Yeah, I like the Tigers in the first game. Um, Plus 110 on the money line, minus 110 in the first five. Yeah, and, you know, with Scooble, two of the three bad starts come against the Royals uh, in Kansas City and Boston in Boston. And those are really difficult Babbitt parks. And, you know, he got Babbitt. But... When he's pitched, you know, in more friendly ballparks and when he's been you know, otherwise just generally average luck, he's been, like you said, the process stuff is really good. So I still buy Tarek. I know I bet him last week and he got beat up a little bit by Boston, but we're back. All that CLV we had yesterday on on Tigers F5 down the drain in the postponement, but we, uh, get, it back. we get it back today. By the way, I love when you use BABIP as a verb. He got BABIPed. Oh, yeah. He got BABIPed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's I think I've said that to you before. It's good. I like it. Okay, and, and Tanner, you got one more. You're on the Oakland A's tonight uh, in some fashion against the Baltimore Orioles. O's are sending Kyle Gibson to the mound. This is in Oakland. And I have a one more for the road. Yeah, we're on the A's today. Uh, over the past three days, and it gets right-handed pitching. Oakland has a 105 WRC plus, 11th in baseball. Baltimore has an 84 WRC plus, 27th in baseball. I've never been a believer in Kyle Gibson. Uh, I think the he's kind of like a, a weak link of the O's rotation alongside a couple of those guys in the back end. Good innings eater, but 4.5 XERA, 6.4 ERA over his past 10 starts. I think Luis uh, Medina is starting to figure it out a bit. Um, he's got elite velocity on his fastball, big movement on his secondaries. Uh, he's a stuff-plus darling, Anthony, you probably know that. 108 on his arsenal, 112 fastball, 123 sinker, 107 slider. Top three pitchers, I mean, he projects as like a frontline starter based on those. But he's always he was always really raw. But quietly, 3.1 ERA over his past seven starts. Uh, walks are still a problem, but his location plus yep. metric is actually up to 97 over the past month. It was 94 on the year, uh, a little bit lower before that. I think he's starting to hit his spots a bit more. He's not going to pitch deep into games, and the Oakland bullpen is a mess. But I think he can keep you in it for five frames, and I think the A's have the lineup advantage in those five frames. So I'm going to be on the A's first five money line at plus 125. I love this slate today. I just I, a bunch of pitchers that I love and a bunch of dogs that I bet, so... Yeah, Medina strikes me as a guy who I have uh, not lost as much money on as I thought I would coming into the season. But yeah, I mean, it's can he throw a strike? Uh, that's the big question. O- Orioles are decently disciplined, but which which one shows up? That's the that's the question. If the one that throws strikes shows up, then yeah, this should probably be a toss up. But it's a big if. First five price for the Oakland days at BetMGM plus one twenty. It's quite the difference from the full game plus one fifty for the full game. So I I, I understand Tanner's urge to go to the first five instead okay gents this was fun this might be the first time i've ever been on this show and someone else has said the word stuff plus more than me so congratulations to tanner for that 
you know, filling in for believer. BJ. I'm a believer in Stuff Plus. He hates I, I always have been. Criticizes. And Charlie, who used to be a hater, but now I've converted because he tweeted about it the other day. Uh, we're, we're slowly winning over the entire baseball staff. There you go, DeBundo. Look at the influence you have on people. Well, I, I owe it to Eno Saris, whose actual model we're all using. But, you know, it's it's valuable. Uh, again, Spark Notes version, no Cubs uh, system play today. But we like the Royals, and we like the under, and we like Cole Hamels Reagans uh, this afternoon against Jameson Tyon. And also uh, some underdogs that Tanner and DeBundo like. So find these guys in the Action app if they add anything else, especially for that Tigers-Guardians doubleheader when ga- the Game 2 line is not out yet. So when that is posted... I'm sure they will be dabbling and looking if there is an edge to bet Detroit. Uh, you all have a great weekend. Brendan Glasheen signing off. Thanks for tuning in to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Our podcast returns on Monday. Have a great weekend. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.